Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-hosts, Mickey Turner, Susie Rantz, Tim Foss, Beth Mantle, and Dave Clark. This has been an extremely weird podcast. How are they going to be able to handle that? It's just the bottom line is they don't have an answer to that. There was never really a time when I was super concerned. Seattle did fine. There's a reason they got signed to first team contract. Very special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of Seattle Sounder. You know who he is. Brian... How are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah Shan, joining you today from the Masonry in Queen Anne. They opened up for us just uh, to the much to the chagrin of Paul McCartney fans uh just for us so thank you to matt uh but today we are joined by mark kastner and of course andrew weeby of course of course (laughs) mls soccer extra time radio andrew weeby the Uh, it's a pleasure to be here i'm i'm drinking a delicious beer i'm awaiting uh chef's choice pizza i wouldn't experience seattle in any other way i know uh, wow to just to be out of my basement lair right and it's like it's a miracle it's a miracle, and and for CONCACAF Champions League. A CCL League, miracle. A CONCA Champions miracle. It takes a lot to one-up my return to the podcast. I know. You haven't been on the podcast in, like in months. A year and a half, basically. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, it's been wow. a long time. And did you, did and you do this for me? He did yeah. it. He did yeah, it. Did. It was because he, he lives up the street. Yeah, and we're could, like two blocks. Oh, that's, a, that's a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, is it for me or is it because there's pizza and beer here? It's, it's anybody's, well, anybody could say what they want about right. it. And Jeremiah can, can afford my appearance fee. Mm. Right. It's, it's <laughs> Cap I will so. send mine to your accountants at a later date. <laughs> yeah, so we, the reason I wanted to have you on was, A, you're in town, which, you as know. As good a reason as any. As good a reason as any. But, B, here we are. Uh, it is Monday uh, we are uh, game day minus two, I think is what they call this. Uh, yeah, game day, game day minus two. Yeah. Uh, from the biggest game in a in a sense in Sounders history, and maybe frankly, MLS. maybe maybe the biggest game in MLS history. Yeah. I mean, I I just I I think I just had that epiphany. Yeah. I look. I, I think every You're on one Donnie's of payroll, so. I mean, yeah. other than the Nashville <laughs> opener yes, I can't deny yesterday, where, can't yeah. deny where my you know where my right, yeah. some of my butter is uh, you know my bread is buttered so to speak. Yeah, uh, is it the biggest game in MLS history? I mean, you could make a lot of arguments. You you could say I could argue that like MLS Cup '96 would be that game or the, or the first opener game in '96 Stadium. You know, yeah. Buckshaw Stadium. You know, what a, a good no, Spartan no, yeah. Stadium or the Red uh, whatever. Red yeah. Game. The red card of winning. Yeah. I think yeah. that, that was the other one. What I would say. It could be, right? It could be. And that's sort of been the catch-22 with CCL for MLS for a long time, is that it could be. And, and we don't even know. We don't right. know what the trickle-down is. We don't know what this will mean. We, can only, we only know what sort of our imagination is built up. And, dear God, my imagination has run wild with this over the years. Um, it might not be the sort of, like, panacea that we think it is. The world might not I, change. I, it I might think be there's exactly a good the same. In fact, yeah. yeah, it might just sort of be like the day afterwards. Like, oh, ho- oh, can we curse on this or no? Yeah, holy shit, that was like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, I can't. I'm my normal day to day here. I can't in production <laughs> meetings, but of like, oh, holy shit, that was incredible. Like, you wake up hungover, which I'm sure right. I will if things go a certain way, or honestly both ways. And I'm like, everything is different. It might not be. 
It no, might I, not. I, I suspect the 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 impact of this game, if we're being honest, won't be known for long. I mean, we, we won't even know until we know, like at some point we either say like, oh, yeah, you can you know you go back and it you all changed the moment, yeah. right? It all changed when the Sounders uh, played Pumas and it went uh, one way or the other, right? Yeah, I, and I and I think that's maybe getting ahead of ourselves, but from a on the field perspective, in your mind, how important is it for MLS to just get over this hump, get that first one, and then in order so we can start having a different conversation? The conversation does feel a little stale, doesn't it? It does. It feels like yeah. a replay. It feels like we've done it before. And we, we did it, and we were a little bit more uh, new to the conversation when RSL did it. And we were a little bit like more broken in when – you know, the likes of Montreal did it, or LAFC, or Toronto. And, you know, every year we have it as teams sort of march on and then inevitably fall down. I want to get past it because I think that once we get past it and once you're going to grow and once League's Cup is introduced, we're going to start I've come to around see, on League's Cup. We're going to start to see teams. There's a change there, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, we're going to start to see teams like, and we see with the Sounders. You, you, you talk to Schmetzer, you talk to Garth, to Christian, to Jordan, and we did all that today on Extra Time, and they all go back to League's Cup even last year, and they're like, yeah, we've done this before. It's like not new hat to us. And we've been in the competition. We might not have got to this point. But I think once we get over the hump, and I've had a lot of people who've played in it, who've coached in it, who've managed in it, who've, who've built teams for it, say that I think once we're over it, you're going to see the floodgates open. And, and the floodgates are not every year. It's not hegemony Liga MX style. It's we're not basically begging to be even in a position to win anymore. We are regularly putting teams in that spot, and those teams are capable of winning. Do you think that it mat like so this is a Sounders podcast, Sounder at Heart. So you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about your listeners. Pizza getting, has arrived. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to worry about people on Twitter getting into your mentions. But do you think it matters Hello that, Austin fans? <laughs> <laughs> do you think it, that it it matters in terms of a level of confidence that it's it's the Sounders here finally versus the other times? An MLS team is I don't know here. that it's just the Sounders, right? I don't know okay. if it's like the entity, the club, the, like Sounders. It is this Sounders. Okay. Right? Yeah. It, it's, that makes sense. It's this particular team. Like you look at the roster and it's yeah. full of internationals it's and full it's full of guys that have played in Champions League. Libertadores. And it's right. Who, in Liga MX who have faced this level of competition. and not In just Champions that, League, in yeah. Europa League. Who, who've been World Cup qualifying in South America, etc. But who have been together for a long time. It's not a team that's sort of like, okay, we build this in the last three transfer windows. Right. It's a team that's been building since what Garth told us today, basically 2017, of like, okay, we turned it over after 16, sort of the shining lights of that team moved on, and we just started stacking. And we didn't, you know, you had the season, that, that off season where it was just like, whoa, however many changes it was in the, in the teens. And that was strange for this Sounders team over time, but they've just sort of progressed, 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 progressed. And... It's hard to do that when you win. Right. We know, and unless it's very hard to do that, when, especially when you win championships. All of a sudden, bonuses come due. All of a sudden... It's hard in your, general. Your cap situation changes. People want to move on. Like, we have the offseason signing of maybe ever with Albert Rusnak. He wanted to move on from his right. other project. But, come but that goes back to what, what the Sounders also represent, which is, one, sustained success, sort of a guarantee, really, at this point that you'll be there to win a championship. Like, they're not, there are some clubs that can say that in this league, but 
Not all of them. I mean, look at the Galaxy. Look at these sort of like, look at these teams. Look at the, look at the Rebs this year. Like, fortunes ebb and flow. But in Seattle, they no, haven't. It's, it's May. The MLS season yeah, doesn't start till July. They anyway, haven't. So. They haven't done it. <laughs> like, there's not been a team that failed in that sense. There's not been a, a bad coaching hire. There's been continuity. There's been expertise in an MLS sense. And I think it just makes sense that, yes, it's the Sounders. Yes, it's this team. But I also think we'd be naive to say, yes, it's also a Liga MX field that's not as strong. Absolutely. No, and, and that's and I and I, I kind of wonder if there is a potential of a of a boomerang effect a little bit where uh, because you look at pay, on paper like I don't think an MLS team has ever been on paper the legitimate favorite the way that the Sounders were over Pumas and I and I don't think that's looking through this through rave green glasses this is I think you just take a pragmatic view in it and no matter what metric you look at anything other than well it's Liga MX versus MLS. It's, it's all the ledger says Sounders have the advantage. And you can even go position by position and almost say, like, yeah. I mean, the Sounders have the advantage at, at least the, 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 uh, the majority of the positions. And you could maybe argue they're, like, I don't know how many players are on Pumas who would be bang on starters for the Sounders. And, and yet for 60, 70 odd minutes on, in, in Mexico City, it was like, here we go again. Yeah, oh, oh. Uh, believe me, uh, my entire reaction and uh, ability to emotionally process that is live on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> I mean, we, I we was, were, in the second half, we had, a, not. we had a lull <laughs> in the second half where it was like I was back in deja vu zone, and I, I'm the inter- eternal optimist. I get shtick for this all the time, both privately and publicly, of like, why, why would you subject yourself to CCL <laughs> every year with the level of optimism and hope that you do? And I think my answer to that is is just that, like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel as sweet if I was a hater and at the end was like, ah, oh, yeah, we did it, cool, I'm about it. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to believe, and my belief hasn't been justified for decades. But here we are, and I still believe, and now I feel, I feel a justification. And even if MLS loses, even if CCL, even if CCL remains out of our reach, and the Sounders have this, you know, heartbreak, I don't even want to say it, and we're standing on the field again. Live on YouTube, documenting the gut punch. I'm okay with it. Like, whereas we're as well positioned now to do this as we ever have been. The Sounders are in a position where they've won championships, they've had heartbreak and knockout rounds to learn from. They've learned from matches against Liga MX. They have a manager that just sort of emotes calm and collection. And look, guys, it's on you. Like, I, I'm I'm here to support you, but. It's on you. You have Nico Ladero trying to put the finishing touches on his legacy. You have Raul Ruiz Diaz, who it just sort of feels like has a, just a, a, like a, a burning, eternal desire to show Liga MX teams that he's still the same <laughs> yes. dude he was with yeah. Narcos, and like they should still because he never got signed by one of them all the maybe. time. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. maybe that's why he's mad. I don't about maybe it. If whatever I it is. Yeah, <laughs> you have Christian Roldan, who just seems to have like a, a, a like a. These are his moments. Yeah. And and he doesn't feel uncomfortable in it. And just the fact that he and so many of these players up and down the roster from all different backgrounds, from different persuasions, don't feel uncomfortable is a step forward for MLS. Because how many times have we seen the MLS teams in this competition look supremely uncomfortable, especially in high leverage moments? All the freaking time. It's like the definition of CCL. That's what free space is. Is of like looking the moment in the eye and just being like, Ah, damn! Like, there's only one outcome. 
and, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, I was, I'll tell you, I was sitting there at, uh, at, at Estadio Olimpico and I was like through 70 minutes going like, okay, if we can keep it to two zero, we were I, begging for two one. I was like, we I, I, I feel like two zero is, is, is manageable. And I was thinking like, okay, so LAFC came back from two zero down to beat Leon a couple years ago. This is, this is maybe doable. And at two one, I was like, can we blow the whistle? Right. Like uh, I, I will, I will take this absolutely right now, and and the, to get to two two feel felt like un, almost unfair, yeah. and it felt and I can't, like it felt like the opposite of what we've felt in the competition as MLS fans for a long time. It felt like it felt like justice has eluded us for a long time with good performances and bad results. Right. And in this case, it was not a great performance, not even really a good performance from Seattle, but a better performance Disagree. than Pumas. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I think <laughs> it was fine. It was I mean, fine. I, I, I do think that the Sounders left. Yeah. They, they left a lot on the table. I don't think that they were really crisp in any part of the game. Yeah. Uh, but they, but yet they still, and I think this maybe speaks to why I'm confident about this, is that they created the better, uh, I, I think undeniably they created the yes. better chances. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, so in, in 2019, if anybody remembers that year, like 35 years ago, uh, Seattle won an MLS Cup. When I was a young man. <laughs> uh, I don't know why you wouldn't remember Legitimately that. less gray hair. I was looking at my uh, passport photo that I took right before the pandemic started. Yeah. I had no gray hair. Uh, I still this don't have gray on, hair. But, but, this is not on video, but I have a lot of gray hair. Right? Yeah, well, you know, you're now, you know what we would call distinguished. Does that have to do yeah. with the pandemic or the kids or maybe both? I mean, I'm sure it's a confluence of everything. Yeah. I'm 44, I, 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 so. I, yeah, yeah I'm not. Time. 44. Right, I know. So go go ahead. Ask, ask the question <laughs> mark. Uh, I remember in the build up to 2019 MLS Cup, which was the kind of the, you know, Seattle won an MLS Cup, TFC won an MLS Cup, and then it was kind of the, the rubber match between the two, and it was the you know Seattle was hosting, um, MLS Cup, you know, kind of right after Atlanta had hosted MLS Cup, so there was just like the, a ton of buzz about yeah. the game. Um, and obviously, we're kind of expecting a near sellout or a sellout crowd, um, and maybe the, kind of the the whole record for CCL. Uh, something that Garth Lagerway said in 2019, um, kind of, I think he was asked a question about like the buildup and everything, and he said, "None of this matters if you don't win." <laughs> yeah, the, and yeah. so he said it today too on the show. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I haven't listened yet, so yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I it's just, not, I don't think it's aired, has it aired? It hasn't aired. Okay. okay. No, actually, no, I hit publish on it right before we started. Yeah, so, so I definitely it's didn't It's not listen, like, you know, but, people are probably not to that portion of the show even in this moment. But basically, I guess, uh, not to ask the question, do you have any comments on that? Because I hate those types of questions, yeah, yeah. but you're not an athlete. Talk so about I'm just going to, yeah. you're a podcaster, <laughs> so go ahead and talk That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we were talking before we came on. I asked you guys, you know, what do you what do you want to talk about? Uh-huh. Just to give me an idea. And and Jeremiah, you said like, you know, you've kind of been this relentless cheerleader, uh, and I've embraced that. Like, I, I I love it. I I you know I I look failure in the face and I, I laugh <laughs> at it, and then it hits me in the face with a two by four, and I, I pass out till next we, year's competition. We feel, right? We like, feel pain for when the Sounders lose without to a team that doesn't take a single shot in a game. Andrew feels pain for every MLS right. team. <laughs> and yeah, that's a good in this competition. Like I, yeah. I have hope for all of them, and I, I, I just, I just want, I just want that moment, and that's why we're here. I begged and begged and begged to be. I begged to be in Mexico City. It didn't work out. Understandably we missed so. You. I, I missed, I missed the tacos you surely ate. Uh, yeah, and yeah I wasn't on the, there on either. The so, 
Sounder Heart doesn't have that kind of budget. You know, so. you said cheerleader, <laughs> and I joked that I've been the like the doom leader. Right. Yes. You know, I've been sort of like the cult leader, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, hey, Promised Land's coming, folks. But at the end of the day, we're strapping on, like, matching shoes and drinking the same Kool-Aid. It's, like, it's not about the destination. Yeah, it's exactly. about the it's journey, journey, guys. Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, don't get too, don't get too, like, you know. Don't get too deep in the results here. <laughs> it's about what you feel inside. Think and, of everything we learned along yeah, the way. We've only felt one thing, and, and in a lot of ways, I think that what we've felt really just makes this moment, it just makes it so much bigger, right? Like, if MLS had done it before, once MLS does do it, these moments don't feel the same way this moment does. And that's, like, that groundbreaking analysis or, like, life commentary. Like, that's true for anything in your life. Like, yeah. once something happens, like, it happening again doesn't feel the same way. But I think as a soccer community, we've had a history of feeling maybe, I don't know the right word, like, overlooked a little bit, maybe, like, looked down on, maybe, like, that we're still fighting for legitimacy at some points. And, and I'm over that, all that. And I just sort of want this, I just want this, like, crown on top for us. This moment of just like, yeah, man, F this. We have an incredible soccer culture. We have an incredible league. Our league is on, like, a jet plane compared to basically any other league in the world, apart from, you know, really growth percentage-wise, any other league in the world. And our potential is bigger. This is just a little step along the way, but it feels so good to take each of those steps and just to just to be here and be in a city that's like a CCL final means everything to us. We're going to put 67,000 people in those seats. The club is so fully engaged behind this that a 40 person sporting department put their heft, their intelligence, their planning potential, their strategy, their allocation of resources behind this competition and to have it justified over the course of 10, 12, 15 years of failure and of teams finally saying, because they didn't for a long time, saying this matters to us this changes our club we will go all out for it and we might even we'll probably sacrifice the supporter shield that we would be able to win otherwise to get it so I, I like rewarded uh as as so, so like as a sounders fan there's kind of been this like pretty interesting relationship with mls over the years you know in terms of kind of like from a content perspective or just kind of this like you know, the meme Seattle invented, invented soccer, which I think is like, like equal parts, like us versus like kind of like the national perspective yeah. of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so why does any of that matter to us? Like what make your case to me as a Sounders fan? Why? Like, cause all I'm thinking, all I'm better that it doesn't matter to us. Yeah. Or all I'm thinking about this week is what it means for my club and my city. I thought it was super interesting. What, how Schmetzer sort of answered. We asked him about first and he went through a laundry list of things and, you know, we're sitting here from a national perspective and we're like, Oh, for MLS, yada, yada, yada. And we're sort of imagining this wider universe of like the next team to do it. And what comes next? And he's like, well, no, for, for us, it's like, it's first of all, the players, Perhaps even before that, it's the fans that make all this possible, that provide the, you know, the numbers, the resources, the income that allows us to have a 40-person soccer staff, that allows us to sign the players that we do, that make sure that when we have an offseason, we have seven free agents, that all those guys are, like, looking around saying, what's better than Seattle? So I thought Schmetzer said it basically perfectly, which is, like, yeah, that's sort of like a trickle-down. Like, you know, maybe, maybe down the <laughs> line, maybe in history, like – Maybe as you said earlier in the podcast, like we'll have this inflection point where we look back and we say, "Oh, that, well, here's what the Sounders did for MLS." But 
But in this moment, you know, I'm only thinking that way because of the way my brain works and what my job is totally. and the way that I yeah. think about the league and how I root for soccer, which is that I want to see the league that I cover, the league that I love personally, regardless if I covered it, grow. Seattle shouldn't care about that. They, they're a part of that and they're driving it, but they shouldn't be in this moment before a final personally invest in that. They should be absolutely investing in their own legacies, in their own memories, in in the in their own like moment of glory. Like that's what this is. That it's about Christian Roldan lifting a cup for himself, for his teammates, for his fans, for Seattle. <laughs> So, it's about yeah. yeah, it's about it's about the Mercer Island Messi, you know, yeah. like having Mercer Island having Messi. this moment in the we love Mercer Island. Yeah, that's just, a good just one. as a, a good you know, it, John Benton, our old producer, is a Mercer Island guy, so we always had okay. some good Mercer uh, well, Island jokes rolling I mean, around. But like, I, well, at least a few people love. It's Mercer about Island, Seattle, too. and that's the way it should be. That's the way it would have been for any team. Yeah, let me and so let me flip that on that its head a little bit. You have a better sense of this, I think, than than maybe anyone else. Like I, I, I think you're. I get the sense that you are. I don't know if I even get the sense. I, you are pretty clearly rooting for the Sounders to pull this off. I have my I have my Jimi Hendrix kit in my luggage. Right. I don't. I'm not, obviously not going to wear it on game day, but I'm not going to. Well, obviously, I'm not going to pretend to be journalistically because uh, you might get mistaken for a player because how good looking you well, are. It's yeah. the hair. There might be people wearing yeah. Pumas fans in the Roosnack press box. Can, so Roosnack, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> Rusnak may or may not have come up to me and asked me what product I use in the hair. Yeah, he didn't come up to me, but I wish he would have. Right, that would. I should have asked him. Yeah. Uh, I miss I miss you, Jovid, my New York barber. He really he really took better care of me than I am now. Well, uh, well, let me let me flip the question though. <laughs> I did have a question in there. What uh, do you get the sen- Do you have any sense of like what MLS fans in general like? Do they? I mean, because I I think there's a lot of Schadenfreude that's ready to pounce, and I don't blame anyone for like. That's the way it should be. It's way it should. I agree. That's the way it should be. And, and should you know be. why but I you- think that it, that's the way it is, and the way it, I'm happy about that. Because a lot of fans in this league believe that their club has Should the capability to win it. Yeah, sure. And we've we've gone from a place where it felt like, oh, oh my God, a miracle has occurred. RSL is in the final, to a place where like New England's looking around, being like, what the hell, man? Like. This should be all MLS. Where NYCFC is looking around, being like, we freaking biffed it at home. Like we had the Sounders team in a position, right, to put them away. Like we should be in that final. That's the position that MLS needs to be in. Not like a one-off CCL final win that the Sounders celebrate and then we're off into the future of bleakness. Right. Like this needs to be a like a sign of things to come, and that's why I'm like such a big leagues cup guy. The more cracks that you get. The more experience that you have in anything in life, you know. I think the ten thousand hour rule is bullshit, but like, it's kind of a made up construct. I mean, but you've been doing you've been doing CCL for ten thousand hours at I'm, this point. So. Look at me, look at me. I can <laughs> I can just swallow disappointment like it's nothing. Like that, that you nobody know, else's sword. Like ha, put it down. Nobody else is using their Tuesday nights like, in April exactly. to do that. My wife would agree with you. You, you should talk to her about that. Uh, we're we're on the brink. I think of. So many teams in this league, and not all, certainly not all, but a lot of teams in this league reaching a point from a sporting perspective where, how to put this, they are primed to compete with the best teams in our region. You couldn't always say that, and I think that we're getting to a point where you can start to say that at least about the top third. And, you know, my hopes for the League's Cup is that it exposes the teams that haven't been exposed to those situations, those experiences, who are going to, you know, who don't want to get embarrassed to, to up what they're doing, to go and sign and attract and develop, you know, teams 
fan bases, facilities, coaching staff, front offices that bring in Raul Rodriguez's, that bring in Jao Paulo's, that attract an Albert Rusnak in free agency, that that just maximize the like player capital at our, our fingertips, and, and there's never been more of that in in North American soccer history, I believe, than now, and it's only going to grow. You you see it with your your boys that won GA Cup. You see it with the the caliber of talent that's coming out of academies. These teams are going to have more resources to compete than ever before, whether it be signing and, and salary or it be academies. I want to see teams maximize that. And the Sounders are a prime example of maximizing it. And the, but someone's got to be just, first, right? Yeah, somebody's got to be This would be a just reward. To be I think this would be a just reward <laughs> to the Sounders for the work that they've done. Yeah. Do you, like, uh, do you think that um, – so we wouldn't – you wouldn't be talking like this if it was 2-1 or 2-0 after the first leg. I, I would be. I would just okay. be slightly less outwardly confident. I, I would protect my heart a little bit more, but I would still I would still believe, truthfully, I would still believe that there was a chance and an opportunity. I've just – if you don't believe, what, what are you doing, man? That's what my thing with this tournament. I mean, I, like, I, yeah. that's always my thing. It's like people, <laughs> people like always come up with like – we can't get too far ahead of ourselves, and it's like you I mean, absolutely should. We like what are we doing if we aren't getting ahead of ourselves? Yeah, that's the enjoyment, right? That's, that's where the, the fun that's is. The beauty, like you know, like do you think it, like Greece didn't go to the Euros being like, guys, we're absolutely after. Like you that's know, just give up kids. now. Like yeah, you know, I, that was a throwback. I was trying to find the most like outside, like you know. Most of our listeners were in like third grade when that happened. Or What's something. I don't know. We're pretty old. Two thousand four. That was a long time ago. Four. How old was I? <laughs> I was old enough to not quite old enough to drink, but. Uh, yeah, I was like, in middle school, so. You know why? <laughs> that's what this competition is about. Is about believing against all odds that you can do something historic and special. And what would it mean to do it? Like, what? Where would that memory go? And I, I wrote this. I wrote last week about um, Nashville Stadium opening, and it's sort of like my north star of how I think about soccer in this country. I love the sport. I like watching the games. I like covering it. Like, there's a lot of interesting people. All that stuff's cool. Great. The true value in my life comes from two things, memory and community. I have so many wonderful just, like, memories, and they're all based around the community that I – whether it be at a game that you go to, people you haven't met before. The you march in FC Cincinnati. Oh, God. You, uh, thank, <laughs> see? See, I've ingrained that in your mind. You just never forget. And never. I'll never forget. Like, you know, like, I still have people hit me up. Be like, I was there. I saw you. And I was like, I don't remember that, but I know we share something. Yeah. Like, that's what it's about, and that's what Wednesday night is about. And I just hope that that – whether it's pain – which is still something to share and still something to like appreciate together. It, yeah. Or joy, yeah. which is <laughs> obviously better. Uh, this is a historic moment for soccer in our country. And the more of those moments we have, the more like history we build on top of already very rich history, in particular in this city, you know, the, the better it's going to be. The more that we'll be able to sort of look at each other and relate, the more that our, our kids and I, you know, did you know I'm a dad? Uh, our, our kids will look at what we're so doing and at the time we've either wasted or, or truly spent wisely and, and and think this is worth being invested in. This is worth – this truly is a source of joy for me. It's, or, or it's a source of pain, but in that pain, I'm experiencing it with people like me or people that – a community that exposes me to more than myself. Like, I hope that this community gets that reward. Uh, it's like a reward. Yeah. And, and I, I hope that – I hope that more MLS teams get it as well, and it just will make CCL better too. I, I, I mean, I think that's a, that's a big part of it. Uh, obviously, Sounders have a, a lot of work cut out for them. Pumas have 
performed when their backs are against the wall over and over again. And think about their community too. I know. I know. Like, I like think about this historic club and this posi- like it's not we're so focused on our own I know. business and our own house. And it's not cuz they aren't looking at it like another league Mekis team. They're looking at it's our first, first titles of any kind since 2011. Their first CONCACAF title since t- 1989. Yeah. Uh so That's before this, I was born. Well, and the rest of Mexico's and you know we're talking about community like the community nature of MLS and looking at the Sounders but can you win this for us? Is it us? We don't know. Like Mexico is looking Man, at Pumas being like, dude, don't uh, screw this up for us, guys. Like we gotta, we got the gravy train rolling. My can my I, my kids, can uh, God, I request another beer. Absolutely. <laughs> Dealer's choice. <laughs> my 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 kids' godfather is as Mexican. He's a León fan, and I was like, but he goes to Sounders games all the time with my tickets, by yeah. the way. Yeah. And I was like, so you're rooting for? I'm him. I'm rooting. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Jose Muniz. Uh, uh. So I'm telling him like. So you're rooting for the Sounders, right? And he's like, no, I'm rooting for Pumas. And I'm like, why are you rooting for Pumas? He's like, because Mexico. Why else? Would I? Of course. And it's like, what do you like? This is insane. I'm like, you're, you have a son. You have a, a newborn son who's going to grow up hating you for rooting against the Sounders because he's going to be a Sounders fan. He's like, no, it's fine. Yeah. And it's like, so, and I, I that was like an eye opening thing. Yeah. Like, no, like the Mexi- Mexican fans care they about wanna, like why, why, maintaining the hegemony. Yeah, they don't. They, why would they have dominated? They have it's a, it's felt like a birthright, and they don't want to give it up. And and to be fair, I can see their perspective in particular, and like, I enjoy beating Liga MX teams because I imagine how they're feeling. I'm sure that Liga MX fans enjoy beating MLS fans because they imagine how we're feeling, right? And they enjoy being on the top of the mountain. Absolutely, like, they enjoy pushing us down the ledge. Like, but how more intriguing is this tournament when all of a sudden, sort of the That's preordained, the, right? goes out right yeah. and that's and i think that's what and then and I, and I think that we are seeing it in in not to get too into this part of it but like the ratings for this game there was like 1.5 million people that watched it in the united states across both languages if if, if that's a lot can, of people that's a lot of people I and mean, that's those are mls cup numbers They're, almost all of them were in spanish granted but Which, that's, that's, that's but not a negative that's yeah. not a negative at all and i think that that's that's important and i think that this is a market that this is why, like, it opens your eyes. Like, this is why MLS cares about League's Cup because there's a lot of people and the All Star Game and the All Star Game <laughs> and and uh, and also and, why why League MX cares about League's Cup right exactly yeah. and and I just think that, as much as MLS and rightfully so no I and I, I think that that's all that's all true and I think but for it's so important for MLS to be competitive in this tournament it's important for MLS to show that they can win it I think M, like the Sounders are showing that it's possible now they need to push it across the line. You know, and I don't think all this is for naught if they don't do it. But I, it is. It's. But it's, it is massively disappointing. It's massively disappointing. And from the Sounders' perspective, it's it's like MLS Sounders aren't trying to be out here carrying the flag for MLS. They're they're out here trying to win for them. And uh, and for the, to matter for the Sounders, they need to win this thing. And I think the players understand that. I think the coaches understand Ooh. that. It's. Do yeah. you? Uh, That's my reaction to a, a, a beautifully poured beer. Here. Yeah. Which is a, a you get a beer really and wine glasses in Kansas City or is that no? A, I usually pound it out of a can and then smash it on my floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with jorts, mm-hmm. with <laughs> yeah, homemade. Uh, yeah, unless, it, unless it's no. a it's yeah. a, it's a from Walmart. What do they call those cake flavored beers that are so popular in the Midwest right uh, now? I don't even know smoothie beer. Uh, no, I, uh, I know. We'll, anyway. we'll figure it out after yeah. the show. But uh, we spent a ton of time talking about kind of the. The thesis, yeah, the big, the, yeah, <laughs> of, of yeah, CCL, yeah. but a graduate level discussion, right. yeah, of, but yeah, but uh-huh. the reason why we can do that is because the Sounders got a two-two result 
in Mexico City, which uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, seems significant. It's, it's so not uh, common. All they have to do is win. Right. On all. Wednesday night. That's all. Yeah. It's like, win, oh. and you win. Yeah. It's, so it's what do we The equation th- is good. Uh, I know what I'm thinking about this game because it's all that I think about. But what are you thinking about the specifics of this game? I, I would I, – I'm very focused um, on the midfield because I think, I think in that first match, you know, three guys that I sort of associate with the utmost calm and sort of – Ability to deal with with pressure didn't deal as well with it than I would like them to in, in Jao Paulo and Rusnak and uh, and Ladero and, and as I would like them to just because I selfishly wanted them to play as well they're as good. they possibly can. I mean they're good. I, I just okay I think that. that there's there's two things: <laughs> hurried in possession, unable to really string passes together to put Pumas under pressure, like through a possession base, and that's not the Sounders to a T but also sloppy in transition. And, and Spencer told us that today. Anybody watching the game can see it. Those passes where it's like, okay, ball turned over, somehow finds a feet of Ladero in a position to turn. Okay, you have, you have rolled on streaking down the right. You're accustomed to that ball being perfectly curled into the path, and all of a sudden now here comes Christian tucking in. Alex is in this beautiful crossing position. If he wants it, he can lay it off. They can slow it down if they want, or they can play that first-time ball, and you have Jordan on the back. And it's like there's all these like sounders movements that – those of us that watch this league and watch the Sounders can kind of see happening and see building up. And in, in that game in Mexico City, it was like, and the ball's released. Turnover. Yeah. Like, so. they just weren't sharp in, in the high leverage, like, game-changing. If you complete this pass, the back line is scrambling moments. And the Sounders normally, Joe Paulo, Rusnak, you know, less so with the Sounders so far. Obviously, we've seen it for years with RSL and Ladero for eons make those plays like they just yeah. make those plays and i don't know if it was it's raining it's pouring this There's field is different we don't know what's going on why that was sharpness wasn't there i don't know if they were a little out of their skis like too much into it like i don't put that much into the imar stuff like Deneno's a monster yeah I was, I was just wondering because i know how i felt during the game and i was way more emotional about that game than i really anticipated uh and uh I want your kind of thoughts on a couple of things there. So, uh, Rosnack is obviously playing in kind of a double pivot. You know, he's playing a lot more forward than Jao Paulo, but kind of like everybody sees the team sheet and he goes, yeah. oh, he's playing defensive midfielder. He's never played there before. And the rain was horrendous. It, it was. And then it, I, I yes. was begging. I was, <laughs> Jeremiah sure. was there. He could, I'm, I was yeah. begging <laughs> as someone who had to do a live watch along show during the, I was like, please God, do yeah. not delay this match. So, I guess, I guess how much do you put and, – and, and Jeremiah and I were talking about this earlier today, actually. Like, I thought that was one of Ladero's worst games in a few years yeah. uh, for the Sounders. Yeah. And, and I guess it could be all, kind of all three things. Like, maybe they're not all, you know, used to it. But And then maybe a fourth thing. Like, how, how well, from your perspective, how well prepared do you think Pumas was for to deal with everything Seattle does. Because it's not necessarily the most complicated tactical setup that we've ever seen. But it's good players doing good things. And last week, it was good players not doing good things. That's an interesting question. I think that Pumas is, is very well coached. You have to be to get to this point, given the resources that they have. And you have to be to do what they did on the weekend, which yeah. I don't... Yeah, I mean, and for the, our and listeners, put, yeah. they... They had a ton of academy products out there, and they qualified for the playoffs. Yeah, and, and Pachuca rotated too. But even yeah. for them to be 
Look, they don't have the resources that other teams in Mexico have. Or they even have, in their city. Yeah, they have history, but they don't have resources on their side. So they're, they're sort of constantly in a mode of like, you know, even Deneno is a little bit of a reclamation project. He's never done it in Argentina. He's done I, it. I think around he was. A, I think he got him on a free. Yeah, and he's gonna. I mean, and he'll leave for a free too. They won't. I hope get a he leaves for MLS. Honestly, they won't. They won't get a chance for. Yeah, free I would for love him, for him so. to come to MLS. By the way, <laughs> so I, I think I, I personally would put it more on the side of we just didn't see the best from the Sounders. I don't think that it was Pumas is stifling them, un, the inability to deal with what what they do. I just think that this wasn't the the best, and, yeah. and understandably so. In a, in a, you know, maybe not a technical monsoon, but what I'm sure felt like one in, in Mexico a, City on a, a surface you're not used to, in a stadium that's popping, in, in a big situation. No, it and, felt like a, it felt like a monsoon. There were I, that was as heavy of a rain as I've ever really. Been in. Oh yeah, it and was. I don't know how much a person it, who lives in Seattle. Yeah, well, it doesn't uh, rain very hard. That's here. true. It's no, more it, was, a, it was a constant drizzle. Yeah, it place. was. I don't that know. It was how, a Midwest rain. Yeah, that was that was like coming down in sheets. Yeah. Like thunder lightning. Is this how playable can the field possibly right. be? Which I actually I actually I was, thought it held up pretty well. No, it held up really well. And I and it was funny, I, I asked Will Bruin it, how bad the field was, and he said, believe it or not, it was better today than it was yesterday, because they had left it really long and really spongy mm. to set it up. And so that he said that actually sped the field up a little bit. <laughs> You, yeah, uh, I just, I just think they, yeah. I think they, and, and I, what you were there, Jeremiah. Now I'm spacing on who said it. Was it? I think it was Schmetzer who just he felt that maybe they were a little, a little nervous, like that the, some of the the stakes had, they just they weren't as weren't as collected as they they, they, could they have definitely been. he definitely was frustrated that they played faster than they needed to at times, mm-hmm. and that they weren't sort of like. He thought they lost their heads at times. He thought that they uh, were not playing. You know, like they they were they were doing technically some of the stuff that they were supposed to doing, but not not where they needed to be mentally. And they were, uh, yeah, like come, they, on, come out to the masonry. Good lord, that's I've been resisting eating a piece of pizza until right. now. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you, uh, my mouth was moving far too quickly. Did Speaking. you bite your tongue? No, I didn't. But, okay. Um, I never talked when fight, I eat. I would no, fight was, my way through it. But it was it was <laughs> it was not a it, <laughs> it, it was not a calm performance. Give me a, give me a shot. Give me some cortisone. I'll just fight through. Right. It. Yeah. 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 No. It was. It, yeah. I, you're, you're right. They 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 talked about how they just he didn't feel like they were in the right like like totally mentally. Right. Yeah. It just wasn't sharp. Yeah. And that happens. And it's understandable that it happens. But I think the difference between years past and and what we saw last week is that on a night when you're not sharp and look let's be honest there's a difference between Deneno and, and Gignac and Pumas and Copa America and there, there's a there's a difference yeah like you don't have to overstate that right but on a night in which an MLS team wasn't sharp in Mexico City in a final they got it done and, and this is not like historic necessarily like you know we the stats out there everybody's seen it and you MLS teams in finals in Mexico actually haven't lost in the CCL finals. That. I didn't know that. Which is incredible. Like, it, it's <laughs> kind of, you know, it's one of those things that sneaks up on you, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, oh, shit, uh, now I know that. Like, you know, I was there for a couple of them, obviously it, watched them, but you don't. It's a sample size of four games. It's not, it's not huge. Three games. Right. Because but LAFC was in Orlando. Oh, you're right. Exploria. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. That felt like a home. say what you home. want. Say what you want, but more people are going to be at this game than the LAFC game. So, 
It's a proven fact. Yeah. yeah. You can't argue with the facts. It's in the, in the books. Rafa Benitez. I'm only talking uh, about facts. Um, so here we are with one game, and the Sounders made enough mistakes to feel like they got lucky with a 2-2 draw, and obviously you feel lucky with a penalty scored at 90 plus 9, um, no matter how long the VAR kind of took, which mm-hmm. was cute. I thought it was Huh, it's great an, television. As an instant replay, uh, <laughs> uh, long time. It gave you content. Yeah, long time yeah. lover, pre-Simon pre Borg pass-off, and now yeah. many years of doing it myself. Okay, before we get to it, I just want to jump. Yeah. Penalty or no penalty? Which one? The, Either. I mean, all three. All, <laughs> yeah, all three. Why don't we go through all three? I, I've come full circle on the first one. I will say. Really? The yeah. one for Pumas? Yeah, I, I will say that initially I was like, this is like hell no. You know, right. like uh, when we're doing the show. Do you like, only think that from like? I, I don't think that the it, touch it, from Ariaga. It was a. It was. It's a touch where he's in. He's at pace, inserting his body into a situation where he, he's not thinking. I'm about to get this touch. He's thinking, I'm about to get this dude and hopefully get a touch, and it comes off. I agree and with he, you. But che- he checks him like he checks him, and he and he's, he stops the player from continuing. He stops the player yeah. from. He doesn't win the ball. The Correct. ball happens to hit him. Correct. It's but happenstance more than intentionality. If it, if if it didn't get called initially, which it did, would VAR probably probably not? Yeah. No, so probably so not. they trusted the and referee. I, and I also which think I, I am a big fan of just like letting the referee make decisions. Completely agree. So. I've I've had some moments on IR that I'm not the most. Not like it's not that I'm not proud of them, but like you know the Noah Allen Atlanta moment, like that's a foul, and I was like, I don't know because what you're I'm so, about, so. I, people might, I'm so, <laughs> like, I'm I really want video review to be more about a referee having agency over a game, cool. and 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 the thing about soccer is like just like it is in a lot of sports, baseball in particular, I think is home field or like home plate umpire. There's an interpretation, and that's like the art and the beauty of the sport is that it, you're not like. Well, did it, did it? Is it in this box? Like, if it's right. in this box, it's a strike. If it, you know, if there's this amount of contact, it's a foul. Like, those guys have to make quote in the opinion of the referee judgments. I like that. Clearly, a penalty on Roldan laid on. You kicked him in the knee. What about okay. the second one? Uh, clearly, a penalty. I, I think well, both of them were penalties. Well, because the second one hinged not so much on the handball, but on whether Ariaga pushed the uh, defender. Yeah. That- I I was glad to see, and I'm shocked by the way. Was glad to see him go to the monitor and say not enough for me. That's I I I, I agree. I actually I think all three were. I thought he had a really brave performance as a referee. So did I. I, I it made for great TV. It he was for, he was awesome. I I thought he was. <laughs> imagine imagine your colleague, your peer, in your ear, who's there to like double check you. And with like, the the start of the second half, where he like he wasn't up. sure he wasn't sure yeah. about the the thing. So. Like a ma- uh, Imagine that. Just I'm telling you, come to the masonry. These pies are beautiful. Anyways, uh, so I, lo- I liked it. I thought it was, and I thought it was fitting for CCL as well. Yeah. So uh, the Sounders did not play well, but they still played better than Pumas. Um, this next question, I guess, is sort of like twofold. Like uh, the Sounders very rarely put in kind of stinker performances back and forth, or back to back, I should say. And uh, putting that San Jose game to one side, because uh, two weeks on, I still really don't know how to talk about it, and I don't think uh, it matters at all. No. Um, at all. <laughs> we, the, sound, the Sounders, like, esp- like, especially in like playoff atmospheres, which CCL is that, 
are you ex- what are you expecting on Wednesday night from the Sounders? And then also, like, the Pumas didn't play great either. And are you expecting anything better from them? I expect I expect the Sounders to be a little bit more aggressive. I, mean, I think that's natural at home, and I think that's natural given the stakes. Pumas has not really shown an ability to win away from Mexico City in the same way that they showed it, you know, the other night. Like, oh, I agree. I don't. They haven't shown. They haven't shown that ability to sort of carry a game to to be a protagonist. Like they've been more reactive um, away from home. They're they played in look. It's it's apples to oranges here because you know it was a yeah. blizzard in New England. I don't think they're going to be comfortable on the turf. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on them, just as there's a lot of pressure on the Sounders. I would expect the Sounders to to come out with a, with some some like verve, so to speak, to, to think if we can get a goal early, there's the chance for a little bit of a snowball effect. And that's the way I would want. Similar to Leon. Yeah, and that's the way I would want an, an MLS, similar to NYCFC in a way too. That's the way I would want an MLS team to approach this. And I, th- and I think that the Sounders would feel justified and, and will, will do that. I don't, I don't see them being tentative. I don't see them being you know, nervous or unwilling to take a risk in, in putting numbers forward. I think that's why I'm focused on the midfield. Like You've got to be able to dictate play, and you've got to be able to like basically determine where turnovers happen and who's going to be best positioned to win those balls. So let's let's see them do that. Let's see them dictate that play. There'll be times when Pumas pushes forward a little bit. They they don't have many attacking pieces. It's it's a little bit of a bummer that Mozo's out. You know, do we know that dangerous. he's out? I, I think he is. Yeah, we got like. we got duped. I know we last sure week. did get duped. Last we week. got no, we did, but sh- I had they, to ask Smetcher. I was they said, well, Smetcher, I think assumed. I think Smetcher was just saying we assumed they're going to. He would be right. They would throw everything at it. Right and. We, so I, I, think I wrote there's a whole good, thing about how yeah. they were out, and I got, I got made to look like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I am. Yeah, but. for sure. We all were. I was. <laughs> we were on ETR, just being like, "Well, no, 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 it's guaranteed." Like the moronic, you know, like rookie CCL stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I think the Sounders are going to be pretty clearly the protagonists in this game, and then it comes down to like. Can you deny service to Deneno in the, the five or six times that Pumas is able to get into prime crossing positions? They, they weren't able to do it in some key moments in that match, and he scored. And that's what Deneno, that's what he's done in this competition from start to finish. Like he's been absolutely lethal. That's what he did at the weekend as well. He is. Yeah. Are he you, is. <clears throat> are either of you worried about? I guess this may be a more a question for Jeremiah. I'm turning oh. I'm turning this on his head. Oh, I haven't yes. been on this Flip show it. for a long time. Uh, let so. me eat a let me eat a meatball. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> and I want you to like taste the food. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Hot. Um, are you worried that Yamar has like barely played in a month? I was definitely worried because <laughs> he, he didn't have a good game last week. Uh, yeah, I was worried yeah. going into that game. I'm less worried now. I feel like I feel like the mis- like he he clearly mistimed his his jump mm-hmm. on Danano's goal. Yeah. Uh, although that was a. A higher rising header than I think I appreciated live. It was a brilliant. And header. he didn't have the cover that he probably should have. But right, but it, uh, it was an unbelievable header. Yeah, it was like, such a good cross. Yeah, exactly. It, all but of that. that comes back to denying service again. Like you no, know. and that, that where the problem with that was that no one was closing. Uh, the I don't know and who it was. The, that's becoming a theme on Morris's and Nuhu's side. 
Yes, uh, I am. That was the thing that was most frustrating to me about that was that knew who was tucked way inside the penalty area. He's he's still playing like he's playing as a center center back. back, Yeah, Uh, so that that was. But Yamar in particular, I'm not super worried about him. I would say my biggest concern for the Sounders is just finishing chances. Mm. Still, like I still I think that's been the that's been the concern uh, because when they finish chances, they score in bunches. Creating chances has not been a problem for this team at any in any competition. Anytime they put anything close to their first team uh, roster on That's the field, for like two or three years, too. right? And so. they, they create chances. Now, finishing chances is is obviously the the name of the game, right? And I, I think that's just they have to be more lethal in their finishing. You know, I think uh, Joe Paolo had a had a great look that he didn't finish. Morris. Jordan Morris had a great look that he didn't finish. Raul Ruiz Diaz had a finish had a, had a look that. I suspect he, he's going to finish eight times out of ten. Uh, it was an incredible save with Talavera. Too. It was a great save. It was a, I think, yeah. And and Talavera, as much as I, I kind of talked myself into thinking this guy's old and 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 past it, he's not. Like he's still got. He, People say the same thing about Stephen Fry. Oh, do they? <laughs> they were pointing at me, and I was like, I had a mouthful. I was like, you said I'm what? No. <laughs> When when you come to Seattle, you embody national media. Oh. So <laughs> I occupy, I occupy yeah. the entirety. I, I know yeah. what you think. I just want to give you a hard time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I mean, I I think that the Sounders have every reason to believe that they should pull this off. They have every reason to think that they have the advantage in this thing. You can you can cut it any which way you want. I I don't know that you can find a a truly logical reason that you can talk yourself into thinking. That uh, that Pumas are the advantage uh, ha- have the advantage here. Other than history, don't. other than other than Liga Mekis always finds a way. Yep. Other than uh, Pumas have have been had their back up against the wall and performed. Those aren't like genuine. It's points. emotional. Those it's are emotional. Free spaces. Uh, free spaces. Two of the five times have been the second leg has been in MLS hands. Right. Right. And and. And I, for all the results, no, yeah, I think Montreal and, and RSL. Montreal yeah. and RSL. And Montreal jumped out of a lead, but Montreal was not the equal of Club America. Like, no, that was not in any way. At, at, oh, they always felt like they were playing with house money in that in that. And series. they had a ton of injuries and they had a ton of like absences. This team doesn't have those injuries and absences. No, this team doesn't have Brian Schmetzer hip thrusting. Right. Yeah. They might. But they we might. might. We might. might get that. If, no. You know, if Shout they win Frank it, Klappes. if they win it, and we can get him on, <laughs> we can get him on the the post game show. He has to one up. Uh, uh, like NYCFC's yeah now you're giving me because <clears throat> when they met he, he, they, Schmetzer did the whole thing thanks for beating Portland but mm-hmm. now he now he's got a yeah, yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves he's no more, we are he's less we don't want, all right, knock guy, on I would think Brian is more of like a squat guy having seen like his playing cards from his indoor days or, I mean, no, the man I mean, has some quads. He had some quads. Yeah. I mean, he could also drink you under the table, probably. That, I believe it. Oh, I don't yeah. know that for I know, sure. I believe no, it's <laughs> certainly in his day. Yeah. So I, I, we, we've been doing this a while. Let's close out with this. What's one thing you're looking for, whether on the field, off the field? What's something you want to see on Wednesday that will make this a worthwhile trip? And it, and it doesn't have. Like, I'll assume you want to like you want to see the Sunders win because obviously the pizza so, made it worthwhile. Right. Oh yeah. But. What's what's going to make this? What's for you? What's what makes it? What, what well, do you want to see? About I, how about I take this from the, the standpoint of, like, what's the moment I'm most looking for? Yeah, there you go. The obvious one is is when the Sounders win, if they win. Right. And so I won't go there. When they win. I'll say it. You can I don't me. have – there's a mostly when I go on trips like these, I often have pregame responsibilities. I have no pregame Ooh. responsibilities. 
I've got some for you if you really yeah, want to. I, have, um, I will be very responsible. <laughs> but I, I'm actually, the thing I'm looking forward to most is getting there early, getting to the stadium area early, and just sort of walking around and taking in the energy because you can't replicate championship game energy. You can't, th- this may never come again for Seattle. This may never come again no, for Sounders fans. And so I'm most looking forward to just seeing sort of like that and like sort of a reflection back at me, I feel like in some ways of like this giddiness, this hope, this this belief that, you know, against not all odds, because odds are, I think, with the Sounders, but against all his story, his story, what am I talking about? That's, this his story. You've you right. done such a good job of not. It's uh, a good farmhouse but- Right, I know. You've done such a good job of not butchering any phrases up there. I thought you were doing like an MRA. I know. Thing. Where am I? Can I mix a his metaphor real quick? Like, story. Just, just very quickly, yeah. I'll mix a metaphor for you. <laughs> but of just like, of, of seeing other people that are as excited about this as I am. And it's not always a universal experience as an MLS fan. It certainly isn't for me as someone who's now experiencing MLS for the time being. And, and you know, that's probably going to end at some point here, but in my basement alone. So I said memories and, and community are the two things I value most. And that pregame buzz, it's, it's not replicable. You know it when you feel it. You want it. You're, like, looking forward to that day always, hoping that it might come. It's, it's, it's no guarantee. Well, it's here. So that's what I'm going to look forward to most is, is being outside the stadium, at bars, listening to people talk, like – fly on a wall as they enter the game, what they're excited about, what they're feeling. And then that moment before kickoff when the players are sort of like loosening their legs up, you know what I'm talking about? Like jumping up and down, the the, the energy, this, the this palpable sort of like nervous energy that we can all tap into. And then just letting the chips fall where they may. And I hope they fall in a good place, but uh, being there for that moment is what I begged for, what I, what I said to the folks at MLS, I have to be there. We've been doing this for more than a decade. We've had our hopes dashed upteenth times. Like I'm, I'm down to go and have them dashed again, but I'm not down to sit at home and, and see history made without being there and without being able to say that I was there and without being able to experience it. So yeah. uh, to a, to a beautiful experience, uh, come what may. And, uh, you know, I, I hope what comes is, a. uh, Something I refuse to speak of still. We have people coming, I'll just, on, our sh- I'll just people say coming on our show, like Baranty and stuff. And I'm like, are you insane? Stop. Yeah, don't, shut yeah. up. I'll just say whatever it is. Oh, no. If it happens, it'll be a good going away present for me. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, either I, way, really. I, I have one I have one, one note for CONCACAF. Can we get our shit together a little bit? Like, there's no... Like, they, they aren't carrying any water in this thing. There's no big uh, CONCACAF trophy out at, at Occidental Park. Oh, is there's it Kerry no, Park? Was there a big one? Uh, I don't know if it was a big one, but there was a picture. Oh, okay. Well, which, which that's everybody's vacation. They need to see spoiled. You're spoiled by giant trophies. You've I know. One too many giant MLS cups in your market. <laughs> and like, where's the giant trophy? I know. I know. Right. But I, I do. I wish. I do wish that Concacaf sort of like did a little. Like, there's no. There's no media mixer. There's no. Uh, this. This can get. But this can get bigger. They're right? trusting like, you. Can, this tournament can get bigger, and and my fervent belief is that it's only going to get as big as it can be when MLS I agree isn't with that. equal. I agree with or that. Or once they realize the water that Jeremiah's shoulders carried this right. week. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, If well, they want to hire me as a consultant one day to, to be just just only dedicated to CCL growth, right. I, I'll you got some ideas? I don't know. Yeah, I feel I'll like CONCACAF has 
bigger fish to fry at this point yeah. with you know well, there's some good. There's some good fish out there to, yeah. to get. This is a. This is a. There's this fish is, in every market. If you think I mean, I, I, I do think that this is a. This it's is a good blog post. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that this is a a mine that has a lot of gold left to to dig out. Still, uh, I don't. I, I actually think League's Cup is gonna elevate elevate. I agree. This tournament, uh, and because and I think it, and I think League's Cup benefits hugely from MLS being competitive in yes. this one. And and so with all that said, hopefully that we, we get to a point where this is becoming a regular thing. Maybe we, we hopefully this does end up being an inflection point. But Andrew, thank you so much for, for coming on, eating some pizza, Ugh. eating some meatballs, drinking some beer. Thank you to the Masonry for hosting us. Uh, we're down here in Queen Anne. Thank you, Mark Kastner, for coming out of his home and podcast I, retirement. I haven't been on any shows. Re- I know. It's amazing. Uh so anyway, with all that said, I'm Jeremiah Shan signing off for the Sounder at Heart podcast, and uh, we'll catch you next time.